0: Awesome. Well, you can open your Bibles. I know you're a Bible-bringing type of church. So why don't you go ahead and open up your Bibles to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. And let's see, what else have we got this morning? Psalm 127. And then if you're really, really, really spiritual this morning... Just feeling that unction this morning. Psalm 23. Very first time preaching with a whiteboard, so it's obviously a very special day. Awesome. I'm excited to to, to bring a new series today, actually. Bring a new series in our house, and that's always exciting. I hope you get excited about that too. But it's Matthew chapter 11. Jesus utters these words. He says this. At this time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father. This is in verse 25. I think we'll have it on the screen. Yeah, we do. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by the Father. I want to preach a message this morning called Just Let Me Catch My Breath. Just let me catch my breath. I'm going to talk about the series in a moment, but let's pray together. Lord, we love you so much. Father, thank you for the opportunity to to come under the authority of your word. Thank you that as we open up your word, it speaks and it breathes life into us. Holy Spirit, thank you as we read the word that you you minister it to us. You take it to our inmost parts, the areas of our life that need ministering, the the voids, the the places, the areas in life that we need God's word, that rich word that goes so deep, that penetrates our very being. We thank you that that can be our reality this morning. So Lord, we open up our lives to you and we ask you to breathe into us. And Father, we just thank you for Colonial Kids. Lord, thank you. This isn't just an average day in Colonial Kids, but it's a powerful, transforming day for them as well. In Jesus' name, we all said together... Amen. Amen. Well, I want to bring a new series, a short series, about three or four weeks. And this is the title of the series. The series is this, Margin, A Little Goes a Long Way. Margin, a little, goes a long way. I really believe this is a message that will change people's lives. This is a series that will help people in a very, very real way. Way. I wonder if you've ever thought about margin in your own life. You might be thinking today, what are you even talking about? How does margin relate to my journey in life, my spiritual journey? Well, we're going to talk about it. But I believe margin in your life and in my life is actually a very real thing. And it's something that God wants us to live our lives with, not without. He wants us to have it with us at all times. But I wonder if you've ever thought about your life and margin in your life. And what that looks like for you, if you have margin or you don't have margin, in your world. I wonder if you know much about margin. See, we live in a time and in a world where everyone has overloaded lives and very little margin. See, what's happened in our lives is everything is sped up. Everything is completely sped up on us and caused us to be in this state where we're completely overloaded, lacking margin running on empty all the time. We are, we are constantly hyper-aware of everything. And that's because of this little device we all carry around in our pockets called a smartphone that seems to make us smarter but makes, makes us more overloaded in life. Everything's sped up. Everything's so fast-paced. And so many people live without margin. I want to give you a couple of amazing statistics. But this is kind of a cool one as I was preparing this message. Did you know that humans on average get two hours less sleep than we did 100 years ago? Two hours less sleep than we did 100 years ago. This is an interesting one for parents in the room. But I read this too in a study in a research paper that teenagers, only about 15% of teenagers Get the recommended eight and a half hours of sleep each night. And you could say, well, they're teenagers, but what are we setting them up for in adult life? What kind of foundation are we setting or are we allowing to be set in their own lives? That one really got me, but that's how they're starting adulthood with that kind of entryway. But our lives are completely overloaded. Why? Because our world has become more technologically efficient. But here's the point this morning. Just because more is possible doesn't mean that you should do more. Let me say that again, just because more is possible, just because there is more opportunity for you to do more in your life doesn't mean that you should do more. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you should overload your life with more. And it doesn't mean that we should be doing more. That's not how we're supposed to think as believers. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 8. He said, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? but you lose your own soul. What do you benefit if you gain? Jesus is saying this, and he's letting us in on something today. He's saying this, he says, what is the benefit for you if you get more of the world? If you get more of what the world has for you, what's the benefit for you? Is there a benefit? Because I would argue this morning that there isn't. And What do we benefit from gaining more of what the world has to offer? I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at what the world has to offer and I say, I don't want it. I don't want any more. I don't want any more apps. I don't want any more easy ways of doing things, which is really just another way of saying do more because it's easy. It's twisted thinking, and it's not the way that we were meant to live. There's a life that carries margin in it and a life that's got margin built in. I like this definition of margin. I love it if you could write this down. This is actually going to be a practical message this morning. I believe it'll help you, but I love this definition of margin. Margin is the space that once existed between ourselves and our limits. It's the space that once existed between ourselves and our limitations. In Proverbs 24 and verse 27, look at what it says, and I want to try to apply this verse to our lives today. It says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. And then it says, after that, build your house. So if you think about your life and the outdoor, the the exterior, the outward parts of your life, the Scriptures say, put that in order, get that right, make your fields ready, get the outdoor area, the, 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 the parts of the outside parts of your life, get that all organized, and then go about building all the rest of it. See, I want to use a whiteboard this morning, but... See, I went, to a, uh, I went to a school where we we had... Have we got a marker here? Oh, there it is. Thanks, bud. But anyone, um, did anyone go through the painful process, I think it was maybe in English, through topography of having to set margins on your page? Does anyone else feel that pain as a kid? See, I don't know what it was. I thought it was maybe just my school, but I went to a kind of a strict Christian private school, and we had teachers that, wouldn't let us just use pages as pages. We had to do something with our page before we actually used our pages. Anyone remember this? But if you could take, take just work with me for a second in my bad drawing. I'm not Jill's the artist in our family. But this is the page. And most of us would think that just having a page is good enough. I mean, it's paper, right? You can write on it. It's, it's paper. It's good to use. But no, according to my... To my English teacher, that's not the case. What you have to do is you have to get the page ready to use. You can't use it like this. Heaven forbid you actually start writing on it. Because then you'll end up in detention. And you would take a ruler to your page. And you would very, very carefully do this. Does anyone remember this? You would set that up there and that, was just, that just had to be right. And if, you, if your parents were really good to you, they'd buy you the pages and the books that already had this in it. Does anyone remember that? And the cheap parents would buy you the blanks. Okay. And then on this side, you would, you would just go to the appropriate length, not too close, not too far. If it was too far, it just look terrible and, you, and your friends would mess with you. But you would just take this and you would set a margin on this side. Oh, it just feels good doing it. It's just therapeutic in nature. And then on this side, if you were right-handed, you obviously would have the other side of the book, and heaven forbid you ever actually wrote all the way to the end. Does anyone remember what this used to be called, or is called, the gutter? You couldn't get into the gutter, so you had to do this. That's actually pretty good. That's pretty straight. I like that. It's clean. It's clean. But see, now I can go ahead and use my page. Now I can go ahead and write. Now I I can go ahead and put content in. Now it is ready to use. And God gave me this picture of this is our life. This page is like your life. See, this is your life here. This is, I'm going to write, your life. Your life is right here. And right here is the margin of your life. And right here on the end is the limitations of your page. Or in other words, your own limits. Do you know you were never meant to live your life going to the limits all the time? You were never meant to live your life always going to the edges and the limits of your life. You were actually meant to live your life with margin built in. You were actually meant to live your life with a margin of safety built into your life, a margin of opportunity as well. Here's what's happened is we've somehow in this world, we've become fixated with progress. And progress is now more important to us than direction. God spoke to me about this and showed me a picture. He said this simple thought, and I want you to catch it this morning is this, you know, sheep, sheep don't care about progress. Sheep don't care about progress. Sheep only worry about direction. For sheep, it's only about going in the right direction. But somehow we've become more fixated on progress and less concerned about direction in life. We've pegged ourselves to whatever the culture and the society says we need to be at. And it's causing overload. It's causing a lack of margin. It's caused our margin to be eroded in life. But somehow we've traded this This beautiful picture of walking with God to be some sort of thing where we just feel like we've just got nothing left and we're pushed all day long to our limits. See, look at what it says in Psalm 23 in the message. It says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. This is what we've traded. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. I'm going to go on. True to your word, look at what it says. It says, You let me catch my breath. And look at this. And you send me in the right direction. You send me in the right direction. And if we're not careful in life, we're going to trade this for this. We're going to trade direction, proximity, this beautiful sense of lush meadows and quiet pools for this marginless existence. See, sheep don't care about progress. They only need direction. And in your life, can I just encourage you? Maybe you should be more fixated and more focused on the direction you're heading rather than the progress you're seeing in your own life. See, sheep, they don't care about progress. They just care about direction. Sheep don't stop and think about their net worth. Sheep don't stop and check the bank balance and think, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to keep up here? How am I going to make it over there? See, sheep don't stop and look at their Instagram following. Sheep don't look over at the other flock and think, oh man, I need to make a switch. <laughs> See, sheep do what sheep do. They just keep moving in the direction the shepherd tells them to go. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm seeing it more and more as just this marginless, marginless society we live in. So we're going to spend a few weeks talking about margin. Is that okay? Margin in our world. And practically, in a sense, I believe God's gonna give us from His Word opportunities and ways to be able to build margin back into our lives. So, number one this morning, if you're taking notes, point number one is this margin is a friend, marginless is a thief. When it comes to your life, can I just encourage you that having margin in your life, it's a friend to your life. I'd love it if you could write this down. Margin is a friend of my future. Margin is a friend. To my future, See, margin built into my life is always there to help me out. See, margin is like a good friend to me. This thing over here, this little area in my life, this margin, it becomes this friend to me. It's always there to add. It's always there to help me out. It's always there to give me space. It's always there to assist for the golfers in the room. Margin is like your caddy coming alongside you and helping you in life giving you that extra little bit. See, that's the thing about margin. It's a little that goes a long way. Margin is a friend, but marginless is like a thief you can't see. And we begin to say things. If we live marginless lives, it's what we begin to say. We begin to say things like this. Where did all my time go? Here's a good one. Where did all my money go? We live without margin in our finances, which we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks, but we get to a point where we're like, man, where did it all go? See, marginless is like a thief in my life. It steals from me. It takes away from me. It doesn't help me, but it takes away. Margin is the little that goes a long way. See, marginless is, is, is saying things like this. Man, where did all the moments with my kids go? Where did the opportunity go with my, my spouse? What happened to that? I used to have that in my life, but now I'm marginless. Now I'm without. It's incredible to me to see this widespread exhaustion exhaustion in our world. Have you noticed this? It's just this widespread, marginless exhaustion. There's no margin built in. There's no space to move. And God wants us to not deplete the reserves in our life. He wants to have something for us to lean on. He wants us to have the lush meadows. He wants us to have the quiet pools. He wants us to have the opportunity to think, to get away and spend time with him. Let me keep reading in Psalm twenty-three. Is this is this is this you, is this okay this morning or am I being too harsh? Okay, awesome. But in Psalm twenty-three, I want to go on in verse four, it says, Even when the the way goes through death valley, so even when life is tough, even when there are things that come my way that seem just too painful for me to bear. David says, I'm not afraid when you walk by my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. How many people in our world today need to feel secure and less anxious? Verse 5, it says, You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. Or in other words, I don't need to fear the things that would otherwise make me fearful. It says, You revive my drooping head. I love this. My cup brims with blessing. That's margin. That's margin in your world. To me, Psalm 23 doesn't sound like an overloaded, depleted, always exhausted, marginless life. Psalm 23 and Matthew chapter 11 sounds to me like, man, I've got time to enjoy the things of God. I've got time to it. I've got margin in my life to, to really soak in the blessing that God's given me. I've got a moment over here to just spend some time by this quiet pool. Oh man, I can just take some time over here and a little bit of... Because I've got margin built in, I can spend some time in this lush meadow. That's how God wants you to live your life. Not feeling like you've got to go from one thing to the other and you don't have any time in between. You're always running late and everything's a struggle. No, when margin's built in, it is a friend to your life. It's not a foe, it's a friend. It's a helper. It's an addition. So number one was margin is a friend. Number two, margin is freedom. Marginless is slavery. Slavery. Margin in your life is freedom in your life. But marginless living is like slavery. See, what our society is producing right now is marginless slaves everywhere. Slaves to overloaded life. Slaves to constantly stretching the limits. The content of our lives, the very limits of our pages are being pushed towards. I don't know, but sometimes in life it feels like culture just wants to keep pushing me towards the edge of myself. But God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to live in freedom. Can I get an amen on a Sunday morning in church? He doesn't want you to live a slave to a marginless existence. He wants you to live your life not struggling, but feeling like you can do it. Not, not, not just surviving, listen to me, friend, but thriving, going through life and saying things like this. I may be on Struggle Street right now, but I'm not going to build my house on Struggle Street. I'm going to build margin. I'm going to live free in Jesus' name. I may visit Struggle Street, but I ain't going to build my house on it. See, margin is freedom. Marginless is like slavery. I wanted to give us this morning, if it's okay, I want to get practical for a minute. I want to give us some ways to build margin in our life. You ready? Okay, number one, this is how to build margin in your life. Practice a Sabbath. See, I can't talk about margin, about life, physical, the physical nature of, of, of life and margin without talking about rest. And I don't have time to go into a, a big teaching about Sabbath, but those of you who know me and Jill would know that every single week on Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock till Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, we Sabbath every single week. It's laid out, it's intentional, it's set aside, it's rest that exists in our world. But you know what that is? That's building margin. It's building margin in my world to be able to cope with my world, to be able to rest. You know, the, the whole idea behind Sabbath, behind rest for the people of God, was not to rest because they became tired. It was to rest so they wouldn't get tired. See, that's the thing about margin in our lives. If we built it in, if we make it intentional in our world, it will actually serve us in the future. And right now, you might not feel like you're being served, but you seem to serve everything around you. Can I just encourage you? Maybe the answer for you is to begin to practice intentional rest. So practice a regular Sabbath. I don't have time to go into Sabbath and why it's important, but it's incredible. It's actually very interesting. When you look at the Ten Commandments, and the Mosaic Law, it's amazing how we all think, oh, that's the law, but we all think that the consequences are very real. Wouldn't you agree? Thou shall not kill. I don't know about you, but there's some pretty serious consequences right there. But it's amazing when we get to, the, to the, the commandment that God gives His people about practicing, observing the Sabbath and keeping it holy, we forget about the consequences of that. So can I just encourage you, if you want to build margin, if you're sitting there today, you're like, man, this guy's reading my mail. I need margin in my life. Can I, begin, can I just encourage you to begin with rest? So, practice a regular Sabbath. Next one, here we go. Oh, this is good. Get out and go for a walk three times a week. Get outside. Smell the fresh air. Oh, it's so good. I live two blocks from the beach. How many times do you think I walk on the beach? Never. No, I do. Jill drags me down there sometimes. (laughs) But we've got to get outside. Take in what God has given us. Go for a walk. I went for a walk around the block the other day. Can I just encourage you? It blessed me. I felt blessed going for a walk around the block. But it's building margin. It's setting things in place in my life. Here's another one. Go to sleep an hour earlier. You know what's coming next. Wake up an hour earlier. Go to sleep earlier. Build some margin. Allow it to permeate your life. Wake up an hour earlier. I mean, this is revolutionary stuff. I feel like I should be a doctor. Here's another way we can build margin. You ready? Schedule some me time. Schedule some me time. Time to think. Schedule some time to dream about your future. Schedule some time for you and your spouse to get away and just talk about what you're believing for for the future. Can I just encourage you? This is building margin in your life. Setting time aside and saying, no, we're not going to be bound to what, every, what our world wants us to do. We're going to take some time for us and we're going to figure some stuff out. Yeah, yeah. See, margin is freedom. But we've got to build it in. Here's another way that we can, we can build margin in our life is learn to say no. Learn to say no when you always say yes. No to the 10th team the kids want to join. Can I just encourage you? The other nine teams will take care of their their sports development. You don't need to add another team. I see parents all the time. They're running from this practice to that practice, and the the kids are doing 10 sports, but they only like one of them anyway. Learn to say no when you would always say yes. It's building margin in your world. Say yes to the right things. And say no to the things that don't need to be there. Another way we can build margin. I like this one: get a hobby. Get a hobby. It's okay to have a hobby. Sometimes, as Christians, we find ourselves in a place where we're like, "Man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, just go without." This false humility. We just say, "You know what? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm giving it all to the Lord." giving it all to God. I'm not going to do anything with my life. I'm just going to give it all to God. Get a hobby for the sake of everyone else. We need you to get a hobby, a.k.a. get a life. Build margin. You'll be a happier person. We'll all be blessed in Jesus' name. Listen to me, friends. Proverbs says this. It says, go and build your field first. Go and build the exterior parts of your field. I don't know about you, but there's something about this when it comes to our lives that applies. Go and figure out the fields. Go and get the outdoor work ready. Go and set the parameters in place. Go and build the margin in, and then go and build your life. See, I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we get the priority of things completely out of whack. And somehow we just like, oh, we're going to make it all about these things. Man, i am got to work so hard. I've got to build my career and the rest of my life can just go to the, to the trash can. Can I just encourage you? You need to do the exact opposite. Right. You need to set your field in place. You need to get the parameters. You need to build the margin in and then go about your business. That's what the scriptures say. Margin has to be built in. Listen to me, friend, and it has to be prioritized and then it has to be fought for. Margin has to be fought for in your life because there is a human tendency. It's our nature to erode the margin in our lives, to allow the margin to leave our lives. Margin has to be fought for and it has to be defended. Number three, I feel like this is a great message this morning. It's blessing me. I'm just, I'm ministering to myself right now. Number three, margin blesses others, but marginless leaves no room for anyone else. I want you to think about this for a moment. If you're always going to the limitations of your life, if you're always taking it to the max, there's no emotional energy, there's no time, there's no no financial ability, there's no margin built in when it comes to relationships, there's nothing there that's left, how can you be a blessing to someone else? How can we be the type of people that bless the people in our world? See, margin it actually blesses others. There's this thing that God does. Is He actually wants you to build margin so he can use you. So he can speak through you. So he can bless through you. I, talk, I talked about this research that I was reading, but I want to read this. This is kind of interesting. This is the effect of marginless living that this doctor wrote. He said, the effects of a marginless world are familiar to us all. People are hurried. People are more concerned with personal sanity than with service to the needs of others. People who have no financial margin are painfully uninterested in hearing about yet another opportunity to give. Such people are no longer concerned with building a better world. Sounds like our world. Instead, they simply want to survive another day. Such people are no longer motivated, listen to it, to meet the needs of others. Instead, they simply want to escape their suffocating schedules, overworked and overwhelmed victims occupying a marginless society, i.e. there's no room for anyone else. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to make it today. I'm just trying to get to tomorrow. I'm just trying to do what I need to do right now. In other words, it's all about me. You know, We were never meant to live that way. We were never meant to live with no room for other people. We were meant to live our lives with room for other people, with space for people to occupy certain areas, for us to encounter people in life and be able to be, listen to me, friend, a blessing to other people. See, here's the cool thing about God, and you may never have known this, but even the very beginning of our Bibles, God installed in His people a certain characteristic. He wanted His people, yes, they were the elect, yes, they were chosen by God, yes, they were blessed, but they were also meant to be a blessing to other people. It's in Leviticus 19. I want to read it to you. This is something that God made his people live by. It says, When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain, listen to it, along the edges or the margin of your fields. And do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. So in the vineyards as well, do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vine. And do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Look at it. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. You know, this is Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there's a physical reality to it. Okay? So there's this physical nature. You've got to do it. You've got to, you've got to obviously, you've got a field. It's, talk, it's talking about physical agriculture. You know, in the New Testament, there's a spiritual meaning. Can I say that again? We have an Old Testament physical thing happening here but in the new testament it's a spiritual meaning it's the same with your life don't harvest to the ends of your life don't take it to the ends of the page of your life leave room for other people. And I love it about God is He actually left room for people that were not uh, the people of God, that were strangers, that were people were passing through. Here's the point about margin, friend, is it actually blesses others. It actually helps others. When I encounter people in life, there is something that happens when I have margin in my life. I'm able to stop for a minute and give them a word. I'm able to stop for a minute and say, hey, what can I do for you? I'm able to stop for a moment and say, hey, is there any way that I can bless you? margin blesses others but we're living life without margin there's no room for anyone else what if someone met me and i had some energy to spare and they had no energy left what if i encountered someone who had a void of god's word and they were met with an abundance of god's word from me what if i encountered someone who was so in a hurry they were just instantly met with calm What if I met someone who was so filled with anxiety they met me with my margin of security? What if I was able to minister to someone with my margin of hope to someone who was completely hopelessness, had hopelessness in their lives? See, this can bless other people. God's calling us to live this way. He's not calling you to live bottomed out. He's not calling you to live with nothing operating on fumes all the time. He's not, God's not calling you to live that life. He's calling us to live with the shepherd, able to stop in qu- at quiet pools, able to spend time in lush meadows and actually able to be a blessing to other people. Team, you can come back up. But I don't know about you, but I just believe this is a word in season for our church. I believe this is a word in season for our society, our city, our culture. Because the opposite is being preached in society. The opposite is being preached in culture. We're being told that, "Hey, I know you've got 400 things to do today. Let me give you another one. I know you've got to do this thing. I know you've got to run around and do those 10 things today, but you know what? Here's an extra five things to do. I want to be the type of person when people meet me. They, they met, they're met with a margin of something. margin of opportunity, a margin of blessing. A margin, maybe it's financial margin, even the ability to bless someone financially in Jesus' name. I want to read Matthew 11 one more time, but I want to read it from the Message Translation. Can you put it up on the screen? It says this. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I love this. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace and I won't lay anything ill-fitting on you. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.